one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rich. Hello. And joined by Ash. Hello. On Christmas Day. Whoa. <laughs> Hello, ho, ho. Definitely recording Whoa. this ahead of time and not at all on Christmas Day, which is the opposite of the joke that I was telling. But either way, Merry Christmas to you. And thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to run down the year in review, the year that was 2018. Uh, and so I kind of just like rounded up a whole bunch of different news stories, certain big games that came out, different things that were released. Um, also, it's us three because it's the skeleton crew. Everyone else is currently enjoying their Christmas because dinners. skeleton crew because we like horror? Or- oh, yeah. Check out the horror <laughs> podcast. There is that, too. Um, so we'll just kind of run down uh, some of the, the big announcements, things that happened across the year. Um, back in January, we started out with Celeste, Dragon Ball Z, Fighters, Dragon Ball Fighters Z, uh, and Monster Hunter Monster World. Monster Hunter. And oh, so hey. I can't believe Celeste was that long ago, but considering how many accolades it's now mm. had, and it's up there with, like, Red Dead and whatever is one of the games of the year. But that thing was dominating it's all brilliant. day long. Yeah, because, you know, obviously, like, the, it, the Oscars are the same, but the Video Game Awards, it always seems to be, like, games that just came out mm. in the past yeah. few months. And you sort of forget about your games that came out like the start of the year so it's great that people remembered how good Celeste was mm-hmm. I still haven't played it personally. oh rage get it um, for Christmas will you this man has convinced me God, I was going to say it's the amount of hype you've given it the yes. past couple of yeah. weeks has made me like oh yes well you, you bought it right have you got it I not yet oh. it's, it's my Christmas game I will have play, be playing it future today, you will so. have played it yeah, by the time me. they see this yeah because I was like I'll treat myself on Christmas yes so there is a possibility that by yeah. then you might have got through it uh, <laughs> jumping to March um, I don't know if you guys kept up with Vivendi trying to take over Ubisoft um, but big old Vivendi big bad V yeah. we're trying to uh, take over Ubisoft and, and basically do a hostile takeover which is why you saw a lot of Ubisoft celebrating their 30, 30 years on planet Earth mm. and whatever a different past E3 shows because they were like hey we're a strong company we have strong IP we yeah. don't want to be taken over by a hostile company <laughs> go away uh, yeah please go away uh, hence why they announced Beyond Good and Evil 2 so far ahead of time because they were like we've got stuff coming yeah. um, so in March Vivendi finally stopped trying to take over Ubisoft so victory to them well it done, means Ubisoft. that we'll get a slightly less money grubby stuff from Ubisoft instead of being <laughs> full on microtransaction hell that would have come with a Vivendi takeover good guys are you guys proud of Ubisoft standing yeah. up for themselves yeah. me too I, they've got things to offer played out and <laughs> does the, it does mean you've probably got more references. Assassin's Creed yeah. yeah it means there's more of that coming for do the rest of time do we need more Assassin's Creed maybe not but no. we'll be happy that Ubisoft are the ones doing it and doing it their way yes so. at least we're not getting Assassin's Creed mobile apps every month <laughs> for the rest of time also that came in March was Sea of Thieves oh, which was oh, a yeah. Big old thing. Oh my god! Um, Ash, I my friend downloaded it and she was absolutely crazy on it when the beta was out. She was like, "Oh my god, Ash, it's the best game of 
ever played is all this pirate singing. You can sing a song when you're on the <laughs> ship and everything. And I was like, okay, not I'll, lying. I'll, yeah, so I'll get it. I'll get it when it comes out because I went to go and play the beta and run out by the time I actually mm. went to go on it. And um, I was like, I'll get it when it comes out. Then it was like fifty quid or something yeah. to buy it, and all the reviews were absolutely slamming it. So mm-hmm. I never. It was, it was on the Game Pass, to be fair. It was, that's it that's how I got it. Yeah, it was on the Game Pass. <laughs> Apparently, they had a record surge in people buying the Game Pass because obviously everybody <laughs> yeah, just got yeah, it yeah. to save the full price thing, and then immediately got rid of it again. I didn't. I didn't invest my money into Sea of Thieves, but uh, the bits that I saw of it, did the bit that was most disappointing for me was that the Kraken was literally just some tentacles. Like, yeah, as soon as someone went underwater and realised that the the horrifying uh, Kraken yeah. was actually just a bunch of tentacles and no body, it was mm. kind of ridiculous. Although this, I I had a really good first impression with this. The first twenty minutes was for, with Sea of Thieves were brilliant because I mm. teamed up with two random people and we went on sail on the high seas yeah. and we shot some other players and we took their loot and then we traded it back in <laughs> and it was great. And then immediately after that, it was just kind of like, okay, what else you got? And then yeah. Sea of Thieves was like, oh, do it, it again. For me personally, it just looked a bit too aimless. Like, mm-hmm. I'm all for a sandbox, but not at yeah. that sort of price point. Mm-hmm. It's a sandbox with just sand, like none of the nice things. <laughs> it's a literal sandbox. There's yeah. no bucket in space. Exactly. It's like, whoa, look at all this sand. A sea of sand. A sea of sand. If you li- yeah, if you literally just take the beach without the water, <laughs> just sand. It's, it's kind of lame, bro. It's dry, it's coarse. And it's irritating. Rough. It just so gets dry. everywhere. It gets everywhere. <laughs> other than into their financial good books. So yeah, that thing didn't do very well, but uh, Rare have continued to uh, placate it with a whole bunch of DLC and, across, and stuff across the year. I don't know the specific stats on how many people are still playing it, but assumably there's a Sea of Thieves fandom out there that yeah, are yeah. still enjoying it. If it has meaningfully changed, get in touch and shout at us using the hashtag WCGP. Uh, moving into April, uh, that was when Radical Heights happened. Do you remember that? Remember no. Radical Heights? Oh, no. that was the... It's your ba- favourite genre, Battle, Battle Royale. Battle Royale game. It was very... Uh, it was, that was the sort of 80s style yes. one. I watched uh, some streamers playing that. Um, oh, didn't look <laughs> terrible. Just didn't look like I had enough It didn't do very well. Playing it, yeah. So basically, Radical Heights happened because Cliff Blazinski, dude that made Gears of War, uh, tried to make law... Well, made Lawbreakers with his company, Bosky Studios, or mm-hmm. Bosky Productions. Uh, made Lawbreakers. That was one of the biggest bombs of last year. Um, and they just had a, had a dwindling player base. There was literally about 15 people playing it every oh, 24 hours it was bless. it was a hell of a thing uh, and so you can go online and read all read all about why that thing didn't go very well mm. and then in the wake of that like Lawbreakers failed and he was like okay we've got this other project that we've been working on all along it's a battle royale game with a neon Yay. 80s like sort of sensibility and everyone was like this looks like a spreadsheet <laughs> of what will sell yeah. uh, brought to life and he was like no no it's a passionate thing we've been working on it for ages uh, understandably that completely failed as well and then sadly Boss Key uh, shut down as well which is his own studio but Cliff was like I'm done I'm sick of trying to make stuff and try to make the next Gears of War so I'm going to go home that's Aww. a shame I yeah. hate it when anything fails to be honest it's just like ugh. did you want it's more Neon shame. Battle Royale no though? I didn't but maybe someone out there did if you it's a the, shame if, yeah if you wanted Neon Battle Royale you let us know because clearly not you. enough people did um, also back in April was when the Belgian Gaming Commission declared that loot boxes were illegal Woo! which is what oh, yeah. came from Battlefront 2 at the end of last year mm. feels so, like um, only yesterday <laughs> oh lovely loot boxes back when you could gamble your money away yeah. scot-free um, but yeah so the, the general war I get war, it because you're scot hey, well, I was going to go there but I'm there but yeah so generally the, the, the war on loot boxes continued across this year um, and different states and different places seem to be putting different regulations in place yeah. um, as far as the UK is concerned it's still fine and the ESA which is the big American body still think that it enhances the experience of gaming um, but Belgium and Belgian <laughs> Belgians were some of the first people to say, actually, no, it's yeah. illegal and it falls under the gambling bracket. Where do you guys land on it? 
Ooh, that's Ooh. a it's a big question because it's for a, a Christmas day. It, it is a big yeah. Christmas a big Christmas day question. You've the got your own loot boxes that you're opening. Um, <laughs> but I think it depends it depends on how they're selling them. If it's very much an add-on that's like, hey, you can get this bonus thing that's cheaply priced and isn't like something you need to grind incessantly for in the game to actually achieve. Mm-hmm. It's a nice addition, but with anything, if, if I think if it is qualified as gambling. Um, and if it is seen that way, which it can be because it's investing your money into something that you're hoping to get out of it, mm-hmm. it's like doing the slot machine, um, then it needs to be marketed as that. Yes. Maybe not illegal, but just marketed as please play responsibly. Do you think going forward in, in 2019, the solution, because the, the amount of money that loot boxes and, and these kind of recurrent spending methods make is astronomical. Mm. And so the, the industry is not going to let go of it um, yeah. with ease. And so what do you guys think of, like, say, the, yeah, the general sort of visualization of those things? Because like, it becomes way more obvious what you're buying into. Is that people, a way to make it okay? uh, People are wise to it now. Mm. Yeah. I think um, like for example I had a massive phase of loot boxes in Overwatch and in The Elder Scrolls Online don't laugh at me how much money did you spend <laughs> too much money oh, carry <laughs> on. we heard about um, the mounts we heard about yeah, we the did. mounts so many so many mounts well that was World of Warcraft <laughs> Warcraft it's not it's not loot boxes so yeah I had my phase and I really enjoyed it actually mm-hmm. I mean I paid I got what I paid for I got this sort of like excitement of am I going to get tat am I going to get something amazing and um, was that not really like bad Though. Yes, so I, I had my phase of it, and now I'm sort of wise to it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there's just other things I want to spend my money on now. Mm. Yeah. Um, I prefer to, if it's an in-game purchase, I prefer it to be something like, I am spending my money, I will get this thing, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the random element of it. But there's still people who obviously love the the whole gambling side of it. I mean, gambling yeah. itself is massive, as evil as it is, it's <laughs> massive. So there will always be a market for it. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, considering that, like, yeah, the way that it's gone this year is that you have lots of different states declaring different ways to make I mean it either is legal or it's illegal I mean we have different like it's uh, well it's 18 over over if it's gambling so. yeah yeah. and so it's I mean I'm kind of waiting to, I think 2019 will be the year where a definitive like mandate yeah. gets put in place mm-hmm. across the board because actually yeah. sorry just to hop in Go if it. it's 18 plus that's a really good point if it's children's games that they're putting Only in, in like yeah. you know that they're just trying to manipulate a market yeah, totally. that is taking mummy mummy I need yeah, more yeah. I want more things I plus need more Fortnite points <laughs> <laughs> they accidentally attach their credit card to the account it's like your posh child voice <laughs> <laughs> mommy, mommy, please. But um, yeah, I mean, even then, the 18 thing, like that differs by region and mm. stuff. So it's like different developers have talked about changing their games. Like Overwatch, I think, is released in a bunch of different states, but depending on whether you play it in China or Belgium or here or wherever, because mm-hmm. they have to, one, they have to disclose the drop rates of the loot boxes in China because their government mandates that we need to know what ratio we're going to get the loot. Mm-hmm. And so even then, you've got developers <laughs> potentially putting more time into developing, like, you know, region-specific games. Um, so something has to give at some point, yeah. even though they're making a cackload of money. Um, so something else that came out in April, just for the sake of mentioning a big old game, was Spyro. Aww. 2018's Spyro the Dragon Ooh. in 2018. Wait, that, was, this, that came Get out in November. Yeah, that should totally qualify for Game of the Year, guys. It came out in November. Um, right, well. are you okay? Have you had enough sleep? Spyro yeah. came out in November, mate. Did it? Yeah. Oh, maybe what, that's when it was you announced. Know what came out in April. It was quite God of War. I've even got the word announced written down, but God I just read it as coming out. It's God of War. Either way, it's a 2018 game, so don't worry about it. It's definitely going to be in Game of the Year rankings. Did you guys like Spyro? Yes. It's been a long year. It has been a long year. We definitely did a whole bunch um, of these in a row, and this is um, not Christmas Day. I, I loved Spyro, so that, that did eventually come out. It got delayed, which broke my heart. Broke your heart as it well. It did. I did a little tear. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> make it to tears. Um, but yeah, no, obviously, um, that was a series I was, I was just 
desperate to see remastered because the first three games are the best. Mm-hmm. We tend not to talk about the the three that followed the Legend of Spyro. Oh, with Elijah Wood. Um, when he became, he was an awkward was teenager they were okay. for a bit. They were okay. The last them. one was okay. The one where you got to play as Cinder as well, the two-player one, that was okay. But anyway, the point being, <laughs> as, as soon as Crash got remastered and as soon as I saw how good that looked, I was like, right, we need Spyro. Tell me so. about the skateboard level. Because you described the skateboard oh. level, and I don't even know what it is. <laughs> level so. of the year. Game of the year. Go, okay, what do you, what so do, you do? Basically, like, as if you didn't think that Spyro was bonkers already, um, <laughs> there is a level where in the third game, uh, the third game you have to collect dragon babies, dragon infants. Okay. And two, there's there's a part of a level that has these two hidden dragons in it, and you win them by getting high scores on a skateboarding park, and it's brilliant. So you have to go around like doing flips and stuff. And is going. it just them doing Tony Hawk's? Yes, but better. Okay, yes. but good. better. So you'll go up the half pipe. You have to like flame all these lizards that have stolen the baby dragons. Yeah, so you go up the half pipe. Lizards. You get that one that's chilling up there, and then you go over through the tunnel and you go and get that one. It's honestly brilliant. And it was that level that you just used to replay mm-hmm. over and over again. Well, I did anyway. No, same. Literally, I, I opened up the, the old game the other day just to play that level. Yeah. I was like, I'm just, I literally, I just want to go skateboarding. I want to do it right now. I like Hunter. I have a little bit of a crush on him. So is he the big? He's a big he's proper okay. like a, he's proper like like HD now. And he has like he has Ooh. defined <laughs> arms and legs now and he has a defined face now. It's HD stand for like we're, hot we're dog. Joking. We're joking. Oh, Are like, we though? Technically he's a cheater. Are we joking? Yeah, it's oh, very he true. Was, um, when I say he was just lovely. He was living. I really liked Bianca the spell woman as well. I think it was like an awakening for me, living all these that's, cat people. Oh, I was like, I'm that's a furry. Great. That's what it is. I remember like Spyro 1 and 2. This is going on the internet. It is going on the internet. Anyway, talking about skateboarding things, there was a Metal Gear skateboarding minigame in Metal Gear Substance. What? Which you guys totally missed out on but it's like a a punk rock surfer boy version of the Metal Gear theme for me and the 10 people that know what that is it was very good Um, but yes you were right all those moments ago God of War also dropped in April and that was a bit of a thing I still um, haven't finished it well the future you might have finished it by then so it's alright but yeah that dropped in April it did 3 million copies in its launch weekend which was some big old masterful thing and uh, and so that was a bit of a thing that was our uh, Game of the Year one no no sorry that was the Video Game Awards Game of the Year but I'll get to that later Game of the Year God of War was thrown around so much Errors, was it? No, Red Dead Redemption 2 was oh, ours. I don't you want to watch a game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> my, my game of the year is, is different. Again, I think my game Yours of the year is Pokemon. Definitely Pokemon. Mine is Smash Brothers. Either way, though, at the end of April, might be Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers Ultimate is pretty good. <laughs> uh, but yes, April ended with uh, the Nintendo Labo, which was the. Oh, yeah! We had a lot, so cute! It was, <laughs> we had a lot of fun with the Labo, making little cardboard RC cars and Scott, banging them off each other. Scott, I've never seen, right? right. Scott is a very happy person. Mm. Scott loves everything. Scott also hates everything. But yeah. with, in the case of Labo, I terrible. have never seen a happier, almost 30 year old man playing cardboard. <laughs> it was the most adorable thing. I mean, I, I got married this year, but I had a lot of fun with Nintendo Labo. They're almost up <laughs> there together <laughs> Asia the two things that yeah. mark Scott's year marriage and labor it was, they were both really good and the uh, the little RC cars thing me and Rich made them for each other and then we just whacked into each other yeah, and it was so brilliant we, also, put, we put googly eyes on them didn't yeah, we? yeah yeah as, as a general rule take this into 2019 everything is better with googly eyes yeah. everything <laughs> door handles everything and so yeah we made little googly eyed RC cars but you can also make like a cardboard piano and there's a cardboard fishing rod there's a cardboard uh-huh. everything and it was delicious mm-hmm. it was amazing and so yes that was what rounded off April um, and just one thing I was going to mention as we move into May uh, was Xbox released their adaptive controller which is the uh, have you guys seen this yes. this thing yes. have you seen this thing uh, the um, like remember. a big old mixer board and you could plug controllers into yeah. it for uh, able yeah. for able 
less able gamers. Yes. Yeah. So basically, they wanted to make something that would just, yeah, would kind of just solve the problem of accessibility mm. for anybody who might not have, you know, a standard array of digits or whatever. And so they basically went out there and did a whole bunch of research and made what is honestly one of the best controllers ever mm. created, the Xbox Adaptive Controller. And so it's it's just a little thing to drop in here because it's it's a wider conversation as to yeah. how accessible games are overall. Oh, yeah. And they're paving the way for way more people mm. to get involved. And it was just a lush thing to see. Yeah. So um, what do you guys think of terms of, in, in terms of the way that video games are accessible? Because we never really think about it. We just assume that you can just use a standard controller. And so it's pretty good to move into this kind of territory. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously every game is different. There'll be some games that are easier for people to play and some games that there's just not a hope in heck they'd mm-hmm. be able to play. But with this kind of controller, they can. And it's the kind of thing that like once oh. I really think about it, gets me like proper emotional. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just, it's just so nice. Because, Do you know why it gets you more emotional? Because I'm a sensitive flower. Because more people will play Dark Souls. More people will play Dark Souls. <gasps> Think of the ways we could hook it up to a banana. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, done. there should be more ways to hook it up to a banana. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I just think it's pure and lovely and yes. wonderful. It is. Gaming's for everyone. Gaming is for everyone. And to be able to make it accessible to everyone is like the the key thing. I think, yeah, I think the underlying underlying sentiment is that it, it took, why did it take this long? Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. taken so long for just to make something that would work for everybody. It's just lovely. And then even um, people who are just used to standard controllers have just said that this thing is a great way to play because mm. you can remix buttons, you can make, you can have giant versions of buttons. It's, yeah. It seems to be a cool way to play. Um, something else that came in May was Rage Two. Now I know only three people played Rage, but you tend to play nothing. Oh, you mean it was like in terms of very <laughs> small games. <laughs> Aliens, Colonial Marines. So I kind of thought you might have played Rage. But yeah, Rage 2 got announced in May, and that looks delicious. I'm it looks very edgy and vibrant and Mad Maxy, which I yes. did enjoy yeah. Mad Max, but um, I hope it is actually good. I don't know why. I'm just a bit nervous about it. Mm. What makes you a bit nervous it about seems, it? It seems it's trying really hard. I think um, it's very self-aware. It, well, it's yes. very Andrew WK, and well, they got yes. him out to advertise it. In fact, that song was on the trailer. That's <laughs> why I'm so saying it. But, no, um, I, I, would, I want it to be good. I'm mm-hmm. nervous about it. I thought... Um, because it's kind of been dual developed between mm. id Software who did Doom and Avalanche who do the Just Cause games um, but reading into it I thought that all the first person stuff would be id Software because it's mm. Doom style and that them Just Call, um, Avalanche would be doing the vehicle stuff but apparently Avalanche are doing the whole thing or the vast majority of the mm. whole thing um, so I'm kind of interested to see how they take on board something that's a, a first person almost like arena shooter looking at the way the combat works because yeah. um, that's not where their specialities lie they've just done Just Cause and just did Mad Max so there are things to come from them yeah, as, as yeah. far as putting those things together. Ready to see it. Hold off expectation. It'll be the game of the year. So I'm happens. declaring it now. It'll be the game of the year. Oh, I hope. So. Well, all the cyberpunks coming out next year. Oh, oh, not really. Rich <laughs> team racing coming out. Next year. <laughs> so is the medieval remake. Um, That's game of the year. Oh, We're going to have not. this argument next year now. Bookmark this. Come back to it. Medieval is game of Doesn't the year. Doesn't count as a thing from it the does. new times. Game of the year. It is an old thing. But also, uh, as game we move into June, game of the year. Is a anyway, sorry, fundamentally new on, game because it has online racing but also in June I, I mean we'll see this will be next year's game of the year discussions but anyway June was E3 and so I just dropped that in here as well that was when E3 happened there are way too many announcements to just to reel off in terms yeah. of everything from E3 but Sekiro got announced the new property from from software uh, Gears of War 5 for the remaining Gears of War fandom yeah. <laughs> of which I am one of them uh, there's also Devil May Cry 5 got announced and Doom 2 so mm. Rachel this is your time to shine what do you want to see from Hi, the next oh, from software uh, franchise it, 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 it goes to show, like, it, Souls, it goes without it? saying. It goes without saying. I'm excited about Sekiro. Yes. Um, I was a little diva, and I was like, oh, it's not Bloodborne 2. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. looks okay. It looks fine. But I am so pumped for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, just the grappling hook looks amazing, and I'm looking forward to having that dynamic. I was watching some early access gameplay of it. It looks, like, 
buttery smooth and so Ooh. precise, like literally to the fact that you can like, um, uh, the, the guy I was watching play it like dodged a spear by like millimeters okay. and took no damage and it was it's so um, so perfect I wonder if they've started prioritizing that more because of all the little gifts that came out of Bloodborne where it was or even like Dark Souls 2 and stuff it where just, it's like I yeah, dodged and then got hit anyway. it reminds me of like a complete contrast to Dark Souls 2 mm. where it's like you'll be like the other side of the map and Smelter will still flatten you <laughs> um, but yeah no it looks brilliant um, mm. actually what I was even more excited and the, the highlight of E3 for me was Ori oh, <laughs> oh really the <laughs> The wisps. The wisps. So that had already been announced. Yep. But they had that piano. We're going to see a little bit more of it, though. They had that piano trailer. and I was Actually, <laughs> Ash, you're an Xbox fan. Uh, Have you played Ori in the Blind Forest? I haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest. Go it's play Ori in the Blind on Forest. My list. I've got such a long list of games. You take that list and you throw it away. You go play Ori in the Blind Forest. It's on Forest. the list, is what I mean. Okay, well, it's on you the still list. throw it away and just make a new list, like a label that just says Ori in the Blind Forest. It's okay. on the Game yeah. Pass now. So. Yes. Is it? Okay, well, it's a beautiful thing. Future me will have played Ori in the Blind Forest Good. by the time this comes out, and I'll make a tweet. I'll do a tweet. Good, yes, <laughs> do go. that because it's delicious, and Rachel will love you for it okay. more than she does. More than I do. It's good. Beautiful. And so as we move into August, that was when Cyberpunk 2077 got its big old 45 minute <gasps> gameplay demo, <laughs> which was the thing that we sort of did various backflips yes. and pops over. Um, so <laughs> this thing, like we keep talking about it as coming in 2019, and hopefully, Lord willing, that maybe it will. Yeah, um, I but don't believe it. Like I don't. Believe I don't think it. I do believe it if I go <laughs> like, in my core. Too either. good to be true. I believe I it. My little heart is there. It's Please, you can do it. But the bits that they showed off, it seems like it's pretty far along. Um, But But obviously, CDPR want to take their time because of the way that The Witcher Three had a bit of a a, a not rough launch, but they had to put up with a lot of people saying this this thing's been graphically downgraded. It's not exactly how you advertised it and whatever. So this time round, CDPR were just like, look, we'll take our time. We'll show you exactly when we need to, when we want to, and we'll just you know they publish and develop so they can take as long as they want. Yeah. Um, What did you guys think of the gameplay that was out there so far? Oh, it looks fantastic. It looks it looks. It looks good. It looks good. I'm just really excited for this game. It's got the cyber and the punk and the yeah. 2077 and everything. It's so good. Like it's 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 just such a cool theme, and that it's based on tabletop and it's taken that and takes mm. all these RPG elements, and that everyone speaks in different languages and you use a translator to listen to them, <laughs> and it's just it's just so magical. It's like it's like Blade Runner meets Terminator and other scary robot things, mm. and it just it just looks fantastic, and that it's CG Project Red, and that Witcher Three is like the love of my life. It's Same. like yeah, he's, 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 he he gets around. How can you not love it? So this is going to be the science fiction version of Witcher 3, which Mm. I think is an incredible thing to say. It's almost like... It's almost like the uh, the Elder Scrolls and Fallout, but I have very much faith in this, in this version of the Fallout. Like. CDPR seemed to be the the phoenix rising from the ashes of Bethesda. Mm, like it's yeah. just that everything that CDPR Witcher Three does is yeah. potentially things that the other Scrolls games are kind of lacking. No, one hundred percent. I think I think CD Projekt Red are everything that you want Bethesda to be. So I think that this um, this one's so hyped this game. Mm. So I think it's everything I wanted. You're speaking at the pace that I usually. Do, I know. I'm so excited. It's good. Like it can only be good for uh, for Elder Scrolls Six because mm. there will be that sort of bar yeah. set by cyberpunk although if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if your 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Bethesda did say that their next, that Starfield and the Scroll 6 will still oh, sorry, use the creation course. engine. Of course. So it's probably just going to be a wireframe mesh at this point, <laughs> but hopefully it'll be a workable product. Let me have my hope, okay? <laughs> <laughs> For now, you can have it. Um, but yeah, so Cyberpunk 2077 looks pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I am I'm, I'm, I was a little bit good that it's not third person because I adore that about The Witcher. Mm. I love third person combat models more than mm, first person. I don't know. Hype for the first person. Yeah. It's very yeah. much a craft your own story type game. Yes. And I like it when those are first person. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, I think that, yeah, I just, I would have preferred the combat to be in third because I like the the look of the blade arms and the way that they move in that world. I would like to be able to do those kind of, because maybe little, it'll let you switch. Like, no, like, they've said it won't. They no? said it's first person. It's because you have like a, a hood so you can see things. Um, like, you know, like Judge Dredd or Robocop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's very augmented reality. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I think. As much as I definitely prefer third-person games, mm. I think that's a really cool addition. So. Yeah, so. there's, uh, I mean, the, the whole, um, the cyberpunk genre, like, at the minute, is it definitely having, like, a, a bit of a renaissance, like, the mm. synthwave genre is huge, the Hotline Miami kind of populated those kind of soundtracks, <laughs> um, and it's kind of everywhere, so I'm kind of, but because cyberpunk, the novel, uh, sorry, the original game book, um, 2033, I think is the name of the book, I do own it, but whatever, it's that, <laughs> um, was one of the original versions of that whole, you know, like, the way to do a world, a way to do that kind of genre, so it's about time that a game with the same name came along and kind of dominated it. Yeah, actually, it Go was on. Like, it was like book 2020 is the... Uh, 2020, that's the so one. So it should come out in 2023. 33 is the add-on, I think. Yeah. The, Super nerds. The game is based on 2020, so if it came out in 2020, I'd also forgive it for having an extra year of development yes. and also being reminiscent of the first thing. Yeah, I actually, I put on, and um, there'll be a list going up very soon, which should be future... It'll be in the past for you, but um, it should be online by now. There's a, a rundown of all the PS5 games that we know yeah. are in development, um, and Cyberpunk is one of them because uh, I think it's Marcin Nowinski who works it's, for CDPR. Uh, uh, the other good? Maybe... 
Sorry, my brain. <laughs> Thingy Bobs from uh, CDPR basically said somewhere he was asked, hey, is this going to be on PS5? And he yeah. was like, well, I can't say, but it's definitely going to work with future generations of tech. And I was like, so the PS5. Then. I think it's going to be the, um, it's going to be the bridge. It's going to be the sort of bridge the last of us that's kind of like, it's on mm. both kind of thing. Maybe there's going to be a better version on the PS5. If it was a cross-generational release mm. and a PS5 launch title, that's a hell of a thing. We're getting too far I just, ahead. I d- exciting. It I might have, be a thing. I have hopes and dreams and things. That's, you're allowed to have, it's Christmas, Thank so you, you should have them. But also, as we move into September, disaster struck as uh, Telltale shut down. Uh, that was September? That was oh in my September. God. But to be fair, I mean, you looked at the, a lot of people started doing lots of deep dives on the sales statistics for Telltale Games, and it turns out that really the only one that made a decent profit was season one of The Walking it Dead. It made complete sense. Why didn't we see it coming? It's Well, like, no one was really tracking it in terms of it. Everyone just assumed that they, because of the success of the first season of The Walking Dead, which nearly everybody played, big yeah. touchstone of 2013 or 2012, 2012. Um, ever since then, you just kind of assumed that everything else was just selling gangbusters, and it just wasn't. Uh, and they kept snapping up every IP, Minecraft, Batman, whatever else they did. <laughs> And uh, none of them, none of them seemed to track. Tell you so, what yeah. was great though was the Wolf Among Us. I am lamenting. Yeah. I'm assuming to got that was one of the ones that just, that's, just um, fluttered off into the wind. <laughs> I don't feel so good, Mister Stark. But the the <laughs> first season is very good. But yeah, the first season that's still very good, and all the games that they put out in that time period mm. are very much worth playing. The Borderlands uh, Choose Your Own Adventures are very good. Yeah. Not played that one yet. Apparently, it's it's one of the underrated ones. Jules played it and said it was very good. <gasps> Um, so yeah, so um, switching uh, gears a little bit, Nintendo Switch's online service launched in September as well, hey, uh, which was, I said a little bit, because the paid thing was bad, that now they're charging you to play Mario Kart, but you did get a nice little archive of all the old NES games. Oh, Why nah. are you shaking your head, Rage? Nah, nah, Do you not nah, want Mario Brothers nah. again? No? Nah. What about Mario Brothers 3? I mean, I paid it because, I mean, I needed it. Same. <laughs> but it's not, they've not given me a reason Ninja to Gaiden's spend. Ninja on it now. Do you want to play Metroid as well? Moon, 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 moon. I'm sorry for mooning, but um, they've not really given me much uh, like incentive that they're mm. like taking my twenty pounds and actually doing something that they didn't give me for free before. True. Yeah. I think I mean considering they just did the mini NES as well. A lot yeah. of us just bought the games that are then put on yeah, the yeah. Switch collection. That was obviously like happened to us. Yes. Um, with the with regards to Smash Ultimate, which I've been playing a little bit online, it's pants. <laughs> it's pants. <laughs> it's it's such a shame because Splatoon Two is so buttery smooth. Most of the time, if there's an buttery. issue, it's I'm on. loving the buttery. Sorry, buttery Very smooth, smooth. me. Because it's ink. I could say inkly. It's just like inkly smooth. No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Butter all but, the um, way. If there's an issue, Christmas it's day. on your side. But with Smash, just it'll be so inconsistent, and it's like, why am I even paying you for online service? If yeah, it's this crap? I feel like anyway. they just did it because the, obviously the competition does it, yeah. and they gave us a grace period of like a year and a bit. But like you said, there's no real no. But you're totally valid because the overall sentiment was, what the hell, this isn't worth the money, and I would I would totally back that too. I need um, it though. I need it because I need to play Splatoon. And, and that's what they're banking <laughs> on. And we, like the rest of us just ended up buying it anyway. Um, so another thing happened in September was so. Sony finally allowed cross-platform play on Fortnite, um, which I know we don't care about Fortnite. But it's a nice good one. step. Yes. Yeah, 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 totally. The idea of cross-platform play seems to be something for the future of gaming. That a Team Xbox can fight Team Sony, Team PlayStation, and can fight Team Switch mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, like, that's a it's an interesting thing. I think yeah. that if done well, you can market the living hell out of this. Mm. So I kind of want to see more of this sort of stuff in 2019. Yeah, mainly so that the four of us, two of us that have Xboxes in here, can fight the I PlayStation Xbox, yeah. Legion. Four yeah, so three of us four. plus. 
Maybe it's just three. It's Josh. Josh as well. Brown Josh as well. well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So okay, us four will take on the yes. PlayStation Army. I'm not playing Fortnite. Sorry. No, not at Fortnite. Good <laughs> Lord, no. Maybe at the Last of Us too. If it, actually, no, that wouldn't even be on Xbox. I don't know, but it won't be Fortnite. We so are something professionals else. who definitely professionals who have planned this sentiments ahead of time. Um, but yes. Yeah, so as we moved into October, that was when Red Dead Redemption Two dropped, and when, Woo! which is you know a lovely thing that shouldn't have been Game of the Year, but it's fine. But also, um, oh. Jimmy's backpedal just a little bit there. Hello, Scott. Did you not like Red Dead? I liked it a lot, but it wasn't Game of the Year. What? It's just, it's just not, it's just not, it's not Game of the Year. It's, it's fine, but it's no God of War. See the Game of the Year debate for more. But uh, Scott but Tilford, cowboy pooper honor. <laughs> That's what the CV says. Um, but also, yes. Yeah, so in October, that was the thing. Red Dead Redemption Two dropped, but alongside it came accusations of a hundred-hour weeks to put, get the game to be yeah. put together uh, due to an interview that came from Dan Hauser. And um, if you drilled down that thing to out he was only really referring to a group of four executives who said look we just wanted to do 100 hour weeks yeah. uh, for that re- extremely ridiculous crunch period it was incredible it was entirely voluntary yeah. um, but obviously the giant media spin became oh my god everyone over at Rockstar's working 100 Chinese hour weeks Chinese whisperers isn't it kinda and so yeah what do you guys think of the general sort of crunch culture around gaming when how many hours should you put in how much should you sacrifice your own time because that's a hell of a conversation I mean it, game development is obviously <sighs> It's the same as any other job. It's the same as us sort of trying really hard to have a video done by the end of the day. It's Mm. like, at the end of the day, when you have a deadline, it has to be finished. Mm -hmm. Um, But with games, we've seen a lot of games that have been obviously pushed back, postponed, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why crunch culture is still such a big deal. I think it's, um, it depends. Because I think it's, it it depends how many, like, because sometimes it does just get inhumane. Like if those people that were, because a lot of the uh, reports that came out of Rockstar said that they, some people said that they felt like there was a a pressurized environment and they felt like they had to work longer hours. And in 2018, being what it is, um, and I feel like mental health is at an all-time, like, everyone and their nana seems stressed mm-hmm. these days. So you would Stressful think these time. sort of things would be trying to be phased out, mm-hmm. like yeah. crunch, like like deadlines, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, at the end of the day, little Jimmy needs his Red Dead on <laughs> October the 27th or whenever it was. Yes. And, um, I, I mean, it's... Yeah. We were the little Jimmies and we were buying Red Dead and it was good. But the, uh, the crunch culture thing definitely, I think... It's not necessary to like stress people out that much, like you say. Like mm. it. it oh, sorry, tinsel just gone into Getting my hand. Attacked by Christmas decorations. <laughs> this, is obviously, Christmas. this is obviously very easy to say from people who don't, we don't make games. Mm. Yeah. Um. But so we don't know exactly. I mean, how we've it like is we've like, stayed back a few hours to get stuff done, and not yeah. nowhere near hundred hour weeks oh, or yeah, anything no. even close to that. Um. But Half I think that, that right. it's all going to come down to the mentalities that are present at those particular workplaces. Like, mm. do you want to be doing that? Yes, fine, go and do it. Yeah. If not, brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know? that, that will be my take on it because that yeah. was the thing was that Dan Hauser said that him and he reeled off like three other executives it was their choice to do it Yeah. Um, and so it's all going to come down to, to personal choice yeah, which is um, the main point of yeah that. yeah and it obviously you want to look after the general mental health and general well-being of the rest of the that is very workforce. important yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's it's kind of a bit of a mix but regardless that thing got blown up into oh my god the whole studio did 100 hour weeks and just for the sake of quelling that that is mm. not the case at least providing Dan Hauser's telling the truth which I'm going to assume that he was so that was how uh, October kind of shook out uh, in terms of something that didn't go anywhere near as well as Red Dead Redemption 2 Fallout 76 was in November and that was a big old pancake of as of nothing. today it's now like 12 99 or something when was the last time you guys played it was it just before um, we covered it yeah. Ashley and I played the beta didn't we yeah we did yeah. did you have Fun. I did have thing. fun. I did. Yeah, hold my hands up. We had an all right time because we were sorting it out. We were checking everything out. It was all right, but it was messy, it and was it continued to be messy. I disagree. It was 
empty. Mm, yes. Just messy. There was no mess because there was nothing <laughs> there. Uh, no, I mean, just listening to Rich uh, obviously talk about how much fun he's having with his mm. friends. Rich like, is loving it. Yeah. I do I do agree. Like, a game is, like, games are subjective, mm, yeah. aren't they? Uh, just not because it wasn't for me in. doesn't mean it's not for you. doesn't mean it's not for, uh, for someone else. But the overall, uh, like... There were some objective qualms, the, though. The overall like, yeah. majority. Yes. Like. I mean, it's sometimes if you're getting disconnect <laughs> issues and if you're, you know, the whole game is riddled with microtransactions and all that kind of stuff, there yeah. are some things that could be filed yeah. away as just yeah. objectively not good. Oh, did you hear about the DLC? I so did. they've dropped the place the price of the game and the DLC is still well, how much is it? Like thirty. It's quid? expensive. <laughs> it shouldn't be expensive. It's like, oh yeah, we're really sorry for messing up this game, but hoy us some more money and we'll give you another and plus, bug adult thing. Throwing more logs on the on the trash fire that was that game's launch period, like they had the whole thing where people who had splashed out for the special edition and they got sent the wrong type of bag. Oh, the bag. Yes. And so what, they tried to it? like they called it the, 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 it was um, like a can the canvas. Well they advertised the canvas bag like a decent yeah. military canvas bag and then they supplied people what literally looked like a rubbish bag like yeah. just a garbage bag um, and then they said and then their apology thing was like oh well sorry we changed it bag because gate. of manufacturing costs that was it bag gate bag gate it, yeah. and it was like well you can't advertise one thing and then do something else so that's yeah. not the best um, and then like you said the game price has been reduced but the DLC's yeah. been ramped up oh. and they also have a, a Christmas pack where it's about £12 for a whole bunch just a bunch of little icons so if you want some overpriced do you icons get a, do you get a hat? you don't get a hat you, you, uh, you might get enough things in the game to Ooh. buy a hat but I don't even think that was the case you start with the party hat at the very least True. So they, do, give you you they give you that, something they give you something that was one of the most fun. hilarious things though was they gave you some in-game currency as like recompense for oh my god we messed up the launch uh, and also like you know we're going to sort out the bags and everything but the money that they gave people as recompense wasn't enough to buy an in-game bag no. so it still wasn't the best <laughs> so it's like Bethesda sort your life out in 2019 have a word with yourself and so yeah that wasn't wasn't like the best November and uh, November was also when that Diablo Immortal thing was announced at BlizzCon uh, which is when that dude was like is this a badly timed April Fool's joke mm. and that kind of all blew up as well so yeah it's it was well timed we got Diablo 3 on the Switch on like the 3rd of November and yes. then later on in the month obviously it was announced there would not be Diablo 4 there would be Diablo Immortal, Diablo Immortal. Yeah. and um, my like I love everything Thing. I was immediately like, oh, cool, I'll play it. And then I sort of stopped and I went, oh, I would have rather had Diablo 4. Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, what is this game on mobile? What is it? Hello? What mm-hmm, is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I mean, <laughs> when we initially covered it, because it's very easy to look at that thing and go, it's fan entitlement gone mad, which it still uh, is for the vast majority. But if you look into the way that that game was developed, the way that, um, what do you call them, uh, Blizzard have partnered with a different Chinese company to make a knockoff version of something that was already in motion. Clearly just been made for money. Yes, yeah. to just bolt the Diablo uh, property <laughs> onto. Not for people. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, I think both sides of that coin need to be addressed because gamers are some of the most entitled people ever. We, we, the way that we talk about our franchises and properties, like you said before about Bloodborne 2, and I'm totally that way with like, if they did anything with Metal Gear, I'd want it to be in a certain way. And so like, there are things like that. Um, but I think both sides of that coin need to be addressed, even though the reality of uh, Diablo Immortal is kind of like a cash grab. And I'll, so, I'll, yeah. I will play it. I'll play it. Will you play it though? I will play it. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, as we got to December, uh, that was when the PlayStation Classic launched, which was a bit of a rough launch, Aww, you might say. It's a nice idea. It's though. a beautiful little thing. Nice and idea. when we played, we had lunchtime sessions on Tekken 3, which yes. is great. Uh, I always win. No one's yeah, ever, ever, ever going to beat me. But. Ben Ryan and I were playing uh, Resident Evil. You did? And yep. uh, I was like, oh, I know this bit. This is the bit when the dogs come out. And I was like, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> had, a, had a swig of my tin of juice and was not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> tin of juice went everywhere. 
whatever. It's still so There's good. There's some pros and cons to that thing. Uh, I like its form factor. I like that it's like whatever uh, ratio size it is. I think it's a nice little thing. Four by three, um, I guess. Yeah, yeah but it's, uh, in terms of like it's a one to six size, like whatever. It doesn't matter whichever like reduced size Oh, I size see. I got is. you. Yeah, yeah. But no, either way, it, it looks like a very nice little thing. And so uh, The game selection obviously isn't ideal. Um, but I, for me, I could always defend it in terms of they didn't put Crash or Spider on it because they want you to buy the remasters. Yeah. Um, and so the things that are on there, like Resident Evil, Metal Gear, Final Fantasy VII, are solid. Um, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I just remember. Oh, Boy, I, see I just Christmas remembered um, Metal Gear. They have the Kodak on the back. The of back the of the cardboard box. So little things like that are great, and that's where you kind of see them go. Okay, like we've really considered <laughs> yeah. this, and it's great. But having now played the full like uh, array of games that are on there, Final Fantasy VII runs like hell. And like whenever you come out of a battle, the sound actually like goes does like a like a record scratch type thing because it barely loads the next <laughs> instance. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's bad. Um, and so and that's a shame. It's we, a real shame. We were just talking about how we'd never played Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Don't play that. This could have been our chance. Oh, I'll know to. Yeah, it's oh not like God, it's not scratch. available on literally everything else. Shut go, up, Scott. Go buy a phone. It'll be on there. <laughs> My excuses. <laughs> it's on the floor right now. It's literally oh. everywhere. You can play Final Fantasy VII oh. <laughs> wherever you need oh, yeah, to. yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they released another version of it. But yeah, the, the PlayStation Classic, obviously a bit of a rough launch, and yeah. the uh, array of titles is a bit hit and miss. Um, it mostly scratches the itch, though. Tekken 3, still a beautiful game. At least for the people who grew up in PAL regions, yeah. because if you're in the US, it's just too slow. And I was enjoying Resident Resident Evil. Yes. Yeah, that's lovely. And so uh, December also saw the release of Below, which was originally shown back in 2013. And if you guys remember the original Xbox One 13. launch release stuff. Jeez. So, Ooh. yeah, Below is like this uh, Link to the Past <laughs> Zelda type thing that's all like zoomed out or whatever. Yeah. And it took this long for it to come out. Below, though, thankfully, is a very nice little survival uh, RPG hack and slash type oh, thing. Oh, I kept thinking you were saying Blow. You kept thunking. I kept thunking. Stop thunking me. I kept th- oh, my God, I'm coming in tinsel again. Not on I kept Christmas thunking. Day. You were saying uh, Blow, but Below. No, Below. Not just. Jonathan Blow, Belo, yeah. uh, eventually came out in yeah. December alongside Ashen, and both of those games went on the Game Pass. And so you dove straight into Ashen because it's 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 that Souls again. And it, so how is Ashen? Ashen is lovely. Good. Oh, thank so you. Good. Oh, Ash. <laughs> it's basically it is very Soulsy. It has the same sort of combat weapon mm-hmm. kind of mechanics, but it has a map. What? There's a oh map my god! And it's all about like doing various quests for people in the village, and then bringing them back to your village, and they start to build up your village, and yes. it's just. So lovely it's and pure like, and so difficult. Yes. You, so I saw you difficult. fall off a cliff. But it, it's kind of like, because it's almost as if they looked at Souls and went, okay, the bonfire mechanic is cool. People like resting at bonfires and, and sort of recouping themselves. Okay, what if we made that into more of a game mechanic, which is a nice idea. Uh, um, and I also like that you have an AI companion at all times as well. So you're never completely alone against yeah. the elements. I got rid of him. I was like, man, <clears> get... Get stuffed, I want to get good. And then apparently, <laughs> apparently that was the wrong thing to do. You were meant to have someone with you because yeah. apparently it's so difficult. I so. did that style thing in the new Kirby because you're supposed to play that as like a team of four people and I just oh, yeah, didn't want to. The, the game that you're meant to have four Kirby. Yeah, to hell with that. I want to play a Kirby game, not some weird party for the three-year-olds thing, even though that's what Kirby is. But still, I don't just go into that game and just kill my partners until it's just me because that's how you play Kirby. Four Kirby's. No, the real Kirby's right there. It's his little Poor turtle Kirby's. friend or whatever. I, no, Kirby's, Kirby buddies. Kirby Slaughter on Christmas Day. Wow. That's the way it should be. This is wow. horrid. Please go and love your Kirby's and your Kirby's. It is hard, but I have two positive things left alone for the rest of the year's announcements. Um, so we had the Video Game Awards in December, um, which was a whole bunch of different things. Lovely. Celeste won Best Indie Game, won mm-hmm. Best Game for Change. Um, the overall game of the year went to God of War, which was good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ultimate Alliance 3 finally got announced. I don't know if you guys are Ultimate Alliance fans, but that thing's finally coming, oh. even though it's on Switch. I was going to say, Ewan was was very excited yes. about he Ultimate was Alliance. He was miffed, wasn't he? Yeah, he was very excited to hear it. And Petubed. Then as soon, and then as soon, 
And then as soon as it was switch only, his face just went like it was not, it's not happy. <laughs> it's a weird, it's weird flex, but okay. But mostly weird flex <laughs> yeah, because weird, but... why is it a Nintendo exclusive? It makes zero sense for yeah. a Marvel property to only it's be on console. It's not enough to for Minus someone Spider-Man. even like Ewan to want to buy a Switch like, no. for that one game. So why are making it? It looks. It doesn't exclusive. look like the smoothest thing either. Looking at the gameplay footage, um, considering that the production values that went into the first two, this mm. one looks a lot more like Marvel Heroes or more like a, I don't know, more like a just a base hack and slash kind of game. The animations didn't look the most polished. Didn't interest me, and I love the Marvel. Mm. Stuff. Well, clearly. Not because you're not loving this. The Marvels and on your swatch. The things. But still, I will end on a big old positive thing that you two might not even care about. But as I was putting these news things together, we got a Halo announcement. Did we? For the oh, new Halo. That's nice. Do you want some Halo? Halo Six. I mean, not. Not six. Also, I'm. I'm Five. indifferent. To Good. Well, I'm, I'm pleased that you're pleased. As one of the. Not Halo Six. No, nah, Halo Infinite. Okay. Which you could call Halo 6, but that's not what they're calling it. Because okay. they want to move away from numbered things. They said this during Halo 5. But does Halo it follow 5. on from Halo 5? Because I don't Halo know. 5 did not end. It just kind of... I don't know. This thing is called Halo Infinite, and they've said that they're, they're making it for the fans. Mm. And so the big announcement, the big thing to get the Halo franchise back on track after Halo 5 is that this one will have four-player split-screen... Oh, split screen. Oh, I have been excited about 1998 that. best feature coming oh, back again. Split screen. I am. God bless us. Remember the days? Yeah. God bless us everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and so it I, took I them this long. I loved Halo 2 and yes. Halo 3. Yep. Oh, that's that's quite and exciting, four. actually. Four had it too, and then five, I they never took played, it out. I never played four. I've missed out. Four, okay, right? Four is fine. Four, four is four is the your thing where you're like, it's not that bad. Four is the it's not that bad. Four is the colonial marines. Yeah, colonial marines. No, 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 no. Four's actually good. This is not an, not an evolved situation. Um, but, whoa, are you just gonna crap on all of my? Yes, it's Christmas. Here? This is the Christmas. part of the meal where we all insult each other. But Halo Four, I would say, is is still a very good shooter. People just don't like it because it wasn't made by Bungie. But the which is, I guess, it's fine. It's not made by Papa Bungie. But three four three came in and did a very good job. Halo Four is still very much. Recommendable. Unlike Halo 5, which just was just a just not. Halo 5 was marketed at something. I thought it was going to be something, and then I played it, and I was like, yeah, this is not the something. The marketing was a complete lie. Just nothing to do with uh, Spartan Lock fighting. Master Chief was in yeah, there. Other than been, one scene, it was could have been so good. Maybe Infinite yes. will be what we wanted. So Infinite, it seems that they're very much doing the fan focused thing. When it got unveiled, they showed Master Chief standing on the silent cartographer level, or at least on that planet. Which again might be gobbledygook, but that was something from the first game. And so a lot of Halo fans are like, "Oh God, they're doing the thing we like." Oh, that's and cool. And so four players split screen is apparently back. And nice little Lovely. Halo oh, nice. Halo joy for all. Hooray! So, yes, yeah, so that's pretty much been our wrap-up of the entire year. I don't mm. think I missed anything massive, but I'm sure the comments will have already yeah. let me know. I mean, me obviously, know. there was a few Nintendo games. Like, I mean, Pokemon, nah. got, re- Pokemon got rebooted yes. uh, back in November. True. I feel like that that was monumental for Pokemon. And True. Actually, we, yeah, we did. We have been spending most of our lunch times and times in between everything other than we do playing Pokemon, trading Pokemon, losing to Rage at Pokemon, because there's no other way to play that game. Oh, but you know we got Scott Failford. Yeah, it's just oh, that's there not. There it is. There oh, it is. On a Christmas day. <laughs> but not to worry. This has been the What Culture Gaming podcast. Let us know what you think down in the comments below, or find us on social media. I have been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Rich. Merry Christmas, everybody. And joined by Ash. Merry Christmas, one and all. And a very merry Christmas. <laughs> we'll catch you next time, and we'll catch you next year. Bye. Bye. Happy holidays too. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.